Welcome to Transforming Your Conversations, a podcast about one of the most important yet overlooked part of professional life, conversations. We're helping leaders from different backgrounds improve their conversation skills at work, and in this episode, we're here to share our tips to help you with that. Don is the founder of Transform Your Conversations, or TYC for short, a boutique training company specializing in leadership conversations at the workplace. Emma is an associate consultant and coach with TYC, passionate about supporting aspiring and seasoned leaders in their conversational skills. So coaching is something that has been picking up speed lately in the past few years, and we're hearing it everywhere, actually. For some, for some of us, it's in our own social lives. We're seeing a lot of it in a corporate context as well. And so today, we will be talking about coaching culture and what exactly it means. Well, we know that coaching culture, when incorporated well into an organization, for example, it has a huge impact on the relationship between the leaders and their teams. And we know that this relationship will ultimately affect performance. And this performance can include raising the bottom line, giving a company a competitive edge, even letting them win a bigger market share. So now, while all of this sounds really good, even really magical, stemming just from a coaching culture... Let's dive into a coaching culture. What exactly is it? That's a great question. So from my observations, working with many different companies across the world, a coaching culture is a culture that invites employees to really voice out their views, their opinions, their ideas in an environment that feels safe and uh, where employees generally can share what's on their mind and are not afraid of repercussions or consequences that would affect their career, their potentially future promotions and so on. That's how I would define a coaching culture. It's sort of when you see that managers are having frequent informal conversation with their teams, they're they're more in an asking question mode than in a telling mode. And yeah, I I guess that coaching has sort of become an accepted part of the way that leadership operate. You know, it's a a key leadership competency. And if if a coaching culture is well-developed, you're seeing senior leaders, role model coaching as as an approach. I mean, because we're talking about culture, right? It's, It's such an abstract concept. Um, but everyone's, everyone talks about it. At its core, would it be right for me to say that there is a certain mindset to it, ad- adopting this culture? I, I really like that, uh, that, that terms, coaching mindset, because it does start with the right mindset. And when we talk about managers and leaders asking questions, being open to, to what their team members have to say, it really starts with a, a curious mindset and wanting to to hear from other people rather than telling them what to do, which a lot of managers and leaders are used to, uh, because they're seen as or they, they see themselves as, as being experts. They have usually years of experience and a degree from the best universities, and and therefore they have this tendency to constantly tell people what to do or. Uh, giving advice, a suggestion. But having a coaching mindset is, on the contrary, taking a step back 
And instead of jumping into solution giving or advice giving, it's perhaps being curious about what other people have to say and asking a question instead of telling them what to do. So it sounds easy, but actually from the leaders that I work with, it's very, very, very difficult. They're so used to that pattern of telling. And so it, it's hard to hold back and to be in that mindset. It's interesting, the, uh, that mindset where you're expected to give advice. It's a really easy place to be. You know, you jump in, somebody's got a problem, an issue, a challenge. You've got more experience than they have. So the obvious thing to do is to step in and give them some advice. One of our favorite authors, Michael Bunkestenye, has written a book recently about the advice trap. And I think we're, we're both really hooked into that. You know, advice is overrated. And uh, actually, the people have got it within them to find their own solutions. And I think the coaching mindset is, is about leaders having that awareness that um, they can help their team members to think problems through. It starts with asking questions rather than telling. They can have an exchange of ideas without in any way diminishing their, their power of or their authority. But getting new perspectives, I think the coaching mindset is also having this willingness to learn, being open to other people's suggestions. And you have to put yourself in other people's shoes to be able to do that. And that, as Emma said, that's a really difficult place for a leader to to make a shift to but that notion of getting new perspectives that's a really powerful thing if a if a if a leader has really got the coaching mindset it can produce incredible results with their team providing the support and the encouragement opening up to new ideas and and to your point Lydia the mindset linked back to culture I think it's important to to have the right mindset in the company so that the culture can emerge from that and leaders that are able to embody a coaching mindset knows that the solutions, if, if coming from the employee rather than from themselves, also raise engagement, productivity, uh, happiness at work because people feel engaged and they, they, they feel that they are able to find their own solutions, which is much more powerful than when they are given the solution. That's an amazing way of putting it. And it's also really inspiring, I can imagine, because if they're going to be whole groups or, or, or whole cohorts of employees who are already feeling disengaged, this is um, a really amazing way to, to, to really get them feeling like, hey, this is work that I enjoy doing. This is, this is a group of people that I enjoy being with. And actually, that's the ideal. I think it's safe to say that we would all love to work in such an environment. Mm. So what would be something that would be hindering leaders from adopting a coaching culture so the 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 tendency to to wanting to show value to and, and to i suppose a lot of managers and senior leaders they they have this need to to show that you know they they are they, they're very valuable and therefore they know they have expertise and and so again jumping to solutions showing their their value instead of taking a step back and asking questions and and there is also another um, uh, observation that I hear from, from managers that they feel that it takes time and everybody's rushing around and firefighting and they don't really have the time to ask questions where, where I think it's really um, a misconception of what coaching is. It's a, certainly a, 
managers don't feel that maybe that they have the skills to do that or they've never seen coaching role models they may not have had managers in their own career who've really adopted a coaching approach in some of the groups that I'm running people agree that it's a, an obvious thing to do the the benefits of having a coaching mindset and developing a coaching culture in an organization are huge the impact on engagement the impact on the the team dynamics the the impact on results are huge but part of it is the lack of skill and they don't really know how to coach you know so, some of the 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 skill building that Emma and I do in our programs is very much about um showing them what a coaching conversation looks like how do they start off a coaching conversation how do they move from advice giving into listening and questioning and letting the other person have their say so part of it is time part of it is lack of skill part of it is maybe there's not the role model uh in the organization who's saying i'd like you to to do more of this right and you mentioned that what you and Emma do include showing them showing your clients what a good coaching conversation looks like so could you run us through that a little bit so typically what we what we train our participants in managers leaders often it it's really the ability to to listen without judgment to listen in order to connect rather than to respond and and ask a question that is open non-judgmental not loaded a question that really invites inquiry and exploration and discovery and it sounds easy but it's not so a lot of role plays and 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 getting them to to practice their questions and their listening skills and 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 we give them feedback on the spot and then they redo it and over time with also habits and doing it outside the classroom they are able to do it by themselves and they really it's changed the the whole the way they lead the way they manage teams i have to be have to be frank it's not easy to teach listening asking questions being present developing empathy being <laughs> humble all of those things that we know are key to the coaching mindset and it also depends on the program that we're running some of the programs that we've done around performance management or development conversations the coaching mindset is a key part of that but it's a very small part you know sometimes we're restricted to a short sequence of maybe an hour or an hour and a half on on the coaching mindset and it's not enough uh, but when we have time in longer programs where we really can get to the root of deep listening and what that is helping people to understand the difference between a a leading question and an open question so the the, the techniques of inquiry and powerful questions And yeah, this notion of of empathy, being able to really understand what's going on for the other person, putting yourself in their shoes, reading between the lines of what's being said, that's a skill that requires a lot of time for people to get this self-awareness of where they are. Some people are very good. We get people on our programs who really innately do have those skills and yet they don't have the process or the structure to coach. We give them examples and we get them to role model simple coaching conversations. So if we have um listeners who are interested to start with their own coaching conversations what would be a few tips for them that you would like to give So typical questions that uh, that are open that invite exploration could be what's on your mind That's a great starter questions because 
The answer can go anywhere. What's on your mind? Generally, questions that start with what or how are very good questions because they, you can't answer them with yes or no. It's a really powerful question. You know, typically, people might start off a conversation with, tell me about the problem. They're making an assumption. You know, there's this internal bias which says, I'm here to help you. You know, tell me what your problem is. And as Emma said, that question, what's on your mind, really does help the person to just talk about whatever it is that's on their mind. Because sometimes you might think that there's an issue, and yet that open question allows them to really say what it is that they want to talk about. That notion of being able to dig a little bit deeper to find out what the real challenge is that the person wants to talk about. So the, the, the question, what's the real challenge here? is a very powerful one because you're asking them to say, first of all, to spend a few minutes talking about what's on their mind and asking them, so what's the real challenge here? And getting them to really dig deeper and say, so why is that a, an issue for you? What's the real challenge for you? In what way is that posing you a problem? What impact is it having on you? That really does, in, in a few minutes, start to get to the real root of the issue as to how you can help them to explore that issue. It's not about then telling them what they need to do, it's the opposite, saying, okay, you've now started to got a handle on what it is that you want to discuss. They framed it. And with, with the great questions, I think there's another side, the, the other side of the coin is to really stay silent and wait for the answer to come. And for a lot of leaders, actually a lot of people are not so comfortable with dealing with silence. So the, the important thing is once the question is, is asked, is paused, right, in the space, what's on your mind? It's just patiently waiting for the answer instead of preparing the next question or having the urge to fill the silence. And I think even that is, is not something that, is, that comes easily for, for, for leaders. That's a really difficult transition to make because one of the, the key skills is to, is to be able to be focused and present And as Emma said, to really understand that your silence is a very important part of the process. Don't jump in and assume that because there's a silence that you need to say something. Actually, that silence means that the question that you've asked, what's the real challenge here, is starting to resonate and they're starting to think it through. And that's the, the magic of the process, mm -hmm. of the coaching process. But you know this notion about being present, I see that a lot in training that I'm doing, that to be able to switch your mind off from what's gone before, all of the things that are on your mind when you come into a coaching conversation, all of the things that are just about to happen when you finish, it's really difficult to, to focus, to be in the moment and to be totally 100% present with the other person. There's so many distractions. Mm. I think it's a skill that you have to develop. You really have to want to be in the moment. And if you're not, if you're distracted... If you're thinking about something else, it shows immediately and uh, you lose a lot of the power of the conversations. Mm. I think it's really interesting what both of you have mentioned. Very different aspects as well. The both of you have really summarized coaching conversations and coaching mindset up so well for me. So <laughs> to be fair, I came in here not being completely sure what we were going to talk about today, but this was such a great informative session. And I can see that at the core of coaching culture or coaching or the coaching mindset in general, really. It's the willingness to give up a little bit of control, a little bit of power that the manager normally have in a conversation and really letting their team member, their colleague, their conversation partner, really, direct 
and orientate the conversation because ultimately this conversation is for them is not necessarily for the manager that is my quick summary on our topic today I would just like to hark back on a few really good points that we have talked about today and I think really at the core what we want to create is like a safe open environment we talked a lot about how we can go about doing this what managers already do what managers are not doing enough but at the end of the day there is no right or wrong way to go about it I think and really the the, the end result is a trusting open environment and as long as you can get to it that is where the coaching culture will ultimately come from great summary Lydia thank you thanks very much Lydia thank you and that's a wrap for today's episode if you found it interesting why not subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening we post regular articles on our website and our LinkedIn to help you take your conversations to the next level if you found it useful please share this episode with a friend or family they might thank you for it too see you next time on transforming your conversations you